Hello and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Once more back to break down fantasy football news. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corgan, joined as always by the incomparable Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dopes and Brendan the Producer I don't know Pika. What words mean? Hey yo. <laughs> hey yo. Brendan is suffering from the second dose of his COVID vaccine. So he's going to be more of a fly on mm-hmm. the wall this episode. Andrew, mm-hmm. we are back. We are back. It's been a while. The NFL draft happened, injected mm-hmm. life into our veins. Yes. Uh, we're stoked. There's a lot of good news, a lot of bad news from this draft. Uh, and we're just going to give kind of a, a high overview of what we thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll talk about some players specifically, and we'll talk about yep. some situations. Uh, but man, I'm, I'm stoked. You know, this this was a long time coming. And for some uh, fantasy junkies, we were needing some positive news. Yeah, a lot of hype around this draft. And I, I'm not going to say it disappointed. Uh, it just, you know, they, they, there's players that I wish went to a different team. So we'll get into that. Yeah, it was a very top heavy draft, um, which interesting uh, right off the bat uh and i'd like to start this podcast with kind of shedding some light on the aaron Rodgers situation uh the news yeah. broke on draft day that aaron Rodgers uh will not play for the packers again mm-hmm. uh so as the resident packer fan i catch myself in the middle of this um you know it's how do you feel it's complicated actually it's it's not complicated i've talked about this at length with some some family and friends. Uh, it. I'm done with the Packers. If Rodgers does not come back, Whoa. I'm picking a new team. Whoa. I am furious Can at how we... this team has handled the Rodgers era. And um, so if Rodgers doesn't come back or if he's traded, I'm finding uh, a new favorite team. I am. I, I'm sick of that's, it. That, that's, that's, a, how, that's how I, I'm more loyal bold. to Rodgers. I found yep. that out through the process. I thought I was a Packer fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found out through this drama that I am, in fact, more loyal Team to Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Listen, so, I don't blame you. I really don't. I mean, they yeah. drafted one first round receiver. O- offensive. Well, no, they haven't drafted an offensive oh, player not, not in the, the first Rogers round. Era. Yeah, not in the Rodgers era. Like 2012. So 2000, yeah, I think it might have been even like, earlier than that. It yeah, been it's preposterous. Which is not the way to help out your elite quarterback. Well, except for Jordan and, Love. I apologize. Except, yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, the, the fact that they didn't let Rodgers know yeah. that they're drafting Jordan Love. That was a huge, huge yeah. problem there. And I, I'm not going to blame you if, if you're done with the Packers. I mean, that's a, a terrible way to handle that situation. It, it, I don't think it really could have gotten much worse uh, uh, it, on the way that they're handling this. And, yeah, we should make an episode when Rodgers does leave. We should make an episode on you just trying to find a new team to cheer for. Yeah, I mean, truly, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm going that through would be my a options really here because I might be Go there anyway. I'm very unhappy yeah. with this. Well, because it, like it, it could be a J.J. Watt situation, right? Where they just release him. How terrible would that be? They're not going to release him. I mean, they, they trade they him. But um, yeah. He's either going to re- retire and do Jeopardy, or he's going yeah. to be traded. Um, to the Broncos, but, Drew Locke is on the Packers. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Don't even say that. It's well, either you know that what? or That's the what Raiders. We, deserve. we would deserve It's either that, that or the Raiders, and you get Derek Carr. 
So no. pick your poison. Anyway, those, uh, those are the top. <laughs> it's a mess. I will we'll say keep you updated. Uh, the critics mm-hmm. are calling Rogers a diva. Uh, yeah. To which I say, so he's the best quarterback of all time. Honestly, MVP, dude. like okay, MVP. Tom Brady has one more Super Bowls. I will admit, Tom Brady's the winningest quarterback ever. Mm. But Aaron Rodgers, talent-wise, best quarterback ever. So that's, yeah, that's what I say. Quarter, he should quarter, two minutes left. Who do you want? I want Rodgers. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so. I want Rodgers without a first-round weapon. That is the status of the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. There's drama there. I At this point, I don't expect him to come back. Uh, he is He's a different dude. He, at this point, he's not doing yeah. it for the money. Um, so I could yep. very easily see him just walk so. away. If, if he goes, what, so the top two teams Broncos. are the Broncos and the Raiders. You would want him to go to the Broncos. Uh, first off, I hate the Raiders, so I, I don't want yeah. him to go to the Raiders. Uh, Broncos uh, would be really perfect. Have Broncos. Yeah. They have an awesome team and they've done it yep. before with an old quarterback. They did it with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they would let Rogers in the building and let it be his team. Just a control. You know, they, yeah. The they're offense. not they're not morons. They know what they have. Mm-hmm. They know they know what they would have. Um, so I'm f- upset at the Packers. Rodgers would instantly yep. make any team he goes to a Super Bowl contender. Um, so you know what? Wow. We'll we'll see how it ends the up. That'll be an exciting storyline. And we will cross that road when we get there. But Absolutely. today we're talking about happy things. We're talking about the draft. <laughs> uh, you yep. know what? What better position to start with than quarterback? Uh, arguably the most important position in football. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Andrew, I'll let you start us off. Obviously the one Oh one Trevor Lawrence to Jacksonville, the worst kept secret in the world. What's your analysis on Lawrence and what he brings to Jacksonville? Well, listen, he's a very talented quarterback. Everyone. I feel like nobody's really been talking about Trevor Lawrence just because everyone expected him to go one Oh one to the Jaguars. It was really funny, actually, the uh, the call that they had with Lawrence, uh, where Urban Meyer's like, listen, man, I, I gotta, the NFL is making us wait until the, until there's four minutes left to announce the pick. But everyone, everyone knew it was Lawrence. He is the best college quarterback coming out of this draft class. He's got the build for it. He's got, he's really just an all-around perfect, I'm not gonna say perfect, but yeah, perfect for college standards player. He's got mobility, He's got the arm strength. He's got crazy accuracy, super quick release. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, he's going to, in terms of which quarterback is going to fit day one, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. And that is not a surprise. It's a really obvious take. There's not really much to say about Trevor Lawrence that hasn't been said already. We expect him to be the Joe Burrow out of this draft class. We expect him to to start game one and perform really well. So it's the only thing that I'm hesitant about is the new coach, Urban Meyer. It's he's a college coach, so he should know how to work with Trevor Lawrence really well. It's just how how much is he going to control the offensive playbook? I don't know. It's that that's the only thing that I would say is a concern, uh, but that's not enough to, for me to say, ah, oh, Trevor Lawrence is a terrible quarterback and he's not the best quarterback coming out of this draft class because I, he, he is. So uh, him on Jacksonville, I like that a lot. Uh, Chark's value goes up. LaVisca Chenault is going to have a heck of a season. 
Um, and it's a crappy team. So, yeah, I, I say Lawrence is going to be uh, a fringe quarterback one already heading into the season. Yeah, no, I very well said. Um, you know, I think someone who said it even better is Shad Khan, the owner of yeah. uh, the Jaguars. He straight mm-hmm. up said this pick will define his ownership of the Jaguars, better Oof. or worse. Uh, I think they nailed it. You know, Lawrence is a champion. He started as a freshman and, you know, he's had college football on a string since then. The dude's a winner. Uh, There's quite a bit of controversy in the draft process because he was getting some criticism because he said he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Um, He doesn't. You know, people are saying, well, we want a court. We want a football player who plays with anger, that frustration. And he yeah. just straight up said he doesn't have it. You know, he's he, he was a highly I mean, he was the touted prospect coming out of high yeah. school, then in college. He just he's been under that pressure that entire time. And he acts like it. He's got poise, says the right things, makes yep. the right plays. He's smart. He's um, I think he's gonna be uh, I think he's gonna be the next big thing. Um, you know, I hope so. Let's just talk first year. Um, you know, I think he's gonna be on that quarterback one fringe a uh, high-end mm-hmm. qb2 but mm-hmm. here's what gets me excited he's sneaky athletic you know you see him you don't really think of him as a a running quarterback but no, there's, there's six, six, pretty so. darn good examples of in a football game him being able to run fast and effective so mm-hmm. you know he's smart enough to make the throws he understands the game but you know as a fantasy quarterback who can run the ball a little bit I mean, we've seen how valuable that makes Josh Allen. We've seen Aaron Rodgers run in for some scores, and that really boosts fantasy production, especially for rookies. That really flattens out that rookie learning curve. So I love Lawrence. Love this pick for the franchise. Uh, And the other moves that Jacksonville made, which we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, But you're right. Urban Meyer, big question mark. But Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw the success that Joe Judge had with the Panthers. Urban Meyer's college coach. That is a very different mindset. We've seen mm-hmm. a lot of success and we've seen a lot of failures. Um, I think he can do it. I think Urban Meyer, at the very worst, will be good offensively. Defensively, I don't care. I don't think this. I mean, this yeah, Jacksonville team is going to have a, just a wretched defense. They yeah. were bad by every measure last year uh, and they didn't, didn't address their improve. defense, which is fine. No. That's great for fantasy football. That'll really give Trevor Lawrence a chance to show off what he's got. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm excited. Uh, yep. Second overall, Zach Wilson. Here we go. BYU quarterback went to the New York yep. Jets. This one, I, I'm curious to hear your perspective. Um, I, I'm not. I'm trying to think of a good way to say it. I don't think Zach Wilson is the bell of the ball. I think he's more of a consolation prize and I could very well eat my words. You know, I hope I do. Mm-hmm. He seems like a very nice young man. Um, what I like most about this pick is Sala, the head coach for the jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I trust him. I trust his I process. Yeah. And I yeah. know he's going to obviously have a very strong hand in, in how this is, uh, how this person develops. So fortunately they drafted offensive weapons. You have some returning starters like Denzel Mims. Um, Corey Davis Crowder. was added. So, you know, you do have a very competent team now. So I- I'm excited. I-, I think Wilson can succeed. 
I don't think he's going to be a transcendent talent. I think he might yeah. forever live in that QB two range, uh, which, you know, I, I hope I'm wrong. That would make for a better fantasy football experience. But I think he's going to be that, that perpetual. Yeah. I'm trying so to think in, of a, I'm going to say in Andy terms of, oh, Thank you. Yeah. I was just going to say compare to another players. Yeah. He, yeah like Andy Matt Dalton had his Andy ups, Dalton. his downs, but he was able yeah, to deliver yep. fantasy football Years. value uh, to yep. his receivers, which is important here. Yes, I I agree with you there. Uh, heading into the draft, I've hyped up uh, Justin Fields for to just I I believe Justin Fields is the second best quarterback coming out of this draft class, um, and I think Zach Wilson was slightly overhyped. We'll talk about Fields in a bit here, but uh, Wilson he's super talented. I, I'm not going to take that away from him. Uh, just the way he extends plays and just the the throws that he makes is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's he's getting his throws are being compared to Pat Mahomes, and I can kind of see that. It's just what else can he do, you know? So he's got a he's got a better offense. Uh, if Adam Gase was still the coach, I would stay away from Zach Wilson. <laughs> but I do like Robert Sala. I I think he's going to be an amazing NFL coach. Uh, he's a great defensive coordinator, so he he got he got a star in Zach Wilson. I'm not gonna you know ride the the Wilson hype train. I don't think that he's gonna carry the Jets to a playoff victory like a lot of people are saying. But I think that Zach Wilson is gonna be a fine quarterback. He's got he's got upside. I mean, he's got a a streamable upside. I would say, yeah. Um, but I I'm not gonna be jumping the gun and and, and starting him. Uh, really at any point this season, unless he completely proves me wrong. But yeah, he, he's fine. I, I just, there's other quarterbacks in this draft class that are like better, hmm. but the Jets figured out that I, I think they just knew that Zach Wilson fits the play style that they want the best. And I'm not going to blame him for taking Zach Wilson at two. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, and a, a player I do have some questions about, uh, positive and negative, is the yep. third overall player who was yep. taken, Trey Lance, by a the man. San Francisco 49ers. Uh, mm-hmm. 49ers traded up from the 12th pick to the third overall uh, to get Trey Lance. This is one that um, you know I, I don't have an opinion on. It's either going to be really? great or it's going to be stupid. Uh, okay, I obviously have a lot of concerns um ndsu you know first of all you know it's a d3 school so i mean it's Mm -hmm. a different a different beast uh carson wentz his former alma mater i was taken second overall so i mean we we've seen the story before carson wentz obviously had an mvp caliber season so i'm not saying you can't do it uh but trey lance is a very different skill set much more athletic and he really has more of the athletic tools to be a good quarterback. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm not going to compare him to Wentz, but obviously a change in competition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but he's got all the arm talent you can hope for. Um, you know, he's got accuracy. I'm I'm just really concerned with the competition change. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Obviously, you know, he's, is not always the solution, <laughs> but you know, he was RG three's coach when RG three was uh, a rock star it's prime. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yep. he's, he's seen Thank that he's mentioning. done that with yeah. athletic quarterbacks before. So if he can have an RG three 
with the ability to throw the ball. I mean, that's going to be amazing. And this is a really good team that can hide that weakness. Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. And And Shanahan's been able to devise an offense that accommodates that. He's got Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk who can, you know, they can do jet sweeps. They can pitch and run. There's going to be creative ways to utilize this offense. So I think Shanahan's going to get a lot out of Trey Lance. So I think Trey Lance is definitely somebody I would, uh, you know, I I would speculate on. I think he can have some success early. Uh, You know, I think he would be, if he was just primarily a thrower, I think he's QB2 territory. But if he Mm -hmm. really does utilize his legs, you know, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to be back-end QB1. QB1 streamable for sure. Yeah, I, I'm a little more hyped up about Trey Lance than you are. Shocking. Um, it's just, yeah, it's not, it's not too shocking. And if you've listened to previous episodes, especially my, my mock draft episodes where I talk about Trey Lance, the, there is those issues there. The lack of experience, uh, only playing 17 games, um, hasn't lost a game, which is pretty funny. Uh, 17-0 record, leading his team to victory, two titles, but only throwing one interception his college career. And then the, like you said, the D3 school is, is concerning as well. But I, I, I've talked about it before where, you know, a, a good throw is a good throw and a good read is a good read. <laughs> a good play is a good play. You know, That's it, it doesn't the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It, no, it, it, oh, it makes uh, sense. Okay, Andrew, let's take this yeah. to the extreme. If he's okay. out there playing with six year olds, good throw is a good throw. Yeah, they're not playing with six year olds. I'm just saying, right? I mean, are, if you're saying, if you're, I mean, if he's out there playing flag football with yeah. college amateurs, that's obviously different. So, I mean, a good throw is a good throw, but so is it doesn't. The it doesn't throwing to. It's not that, that it doesn't make sense in the extreme, but it makes sense in this situation. So, what you're because saying you, is what you're saying doesn't make sense. What I'm saying <laughs> is it makes sense in the situation that he's in. It mm, makes sense when you're looking at college. Okay. Because he, oh, he, sure. he needs to make it, it, he needs <laughs> to make that accurate throw. In order for, in order for the the play to work, like mm-hmm. it, he still needs to be able to read a defense. He still needs to be able, like, I, and he's not. I would still want more experience out of Trey Lance. I, I don't want to start in week one, but I think that the upside that he has is higher than almost any quarterback in this draft class. Yeah. I think Trey Lance has the ability to be the best quarterback out of this draft class. I would say higher than Trevor Lawrence. I think Trey. I when I look at Trey Lance, I see a young Cam Newton, and that makes my eyes just widen. Because you remember how great Cam Newton was. I mean, he was such a fun player to watch. Trey Lance's build is very similar: six four, two twenty four to Cam Newton's six five, two forty. He he's got the running ability. He's the best running quarterback in this draft. And he's working under, in in both of our opinions, one of the best head coaches in the NFL, Kyle Shanahan. If Trey Lance went to a, a team, I don't know, like let's say the Bears, I would feel way lower uh, about Trey Lance than I am right now because he's on a team that I that will get the most out. So they're they're taking Trey Lance as a piece of coal and they're gonna turn him into a guy. <laughs> I truly believe that. I truly believe that year one, I'm not so hyped on him. 
But year two, I think Trey Lance is going to take a huge step forward. I can see a Lamar Jackson situation, not to that extreme, but Lamar Jackson situation, situation where not too involved year one, but year two is, is when he's really going to make a, a huge fantasy impact. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are going to do because it, they do want to move on from Jimmy G. I think it's I think you're rushing. But what do I know? I'm not Kyle Shanahan. So I, it would be awesome to see Trey Lance play week one. I just think give him more time. Make sure you're getting the most out of him so he can be NFL ready and, and be, a, be a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, no, I, I really do hope he sits a season uh, behind Jimmy yeah, G and does develop in, in a good way. I, I yeah. really think you're right. I think other than, I wouldn't say he's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. But his upside is spectacular. He yeah. could very easily be, uh, you know, a perennial QB one. He's mm-hmm. got the tools. He's got the talent. He's got the right team. So, I mean, truly the sky's the limit. So I, I'm yeah. with you there. But there's Here's also a, a, a bad downside. <laughs> question for you. Di- let's say Dynasty League, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance? Trey Lance. Okay, me too. Yep. Yeah, that's easy. No, no, the upside yep. is. I mean, Zach yep. Wilson's Tremendous. upside is not Trey Lance's upside. So yeah, I agree there. Um, yep. You know, next up, we'll say you know the next quarterback that was taken was Justin Fields by the Chicago yep. Bears. Uh, this is a really exciting pick uh, for a, a franchise that desperately needed it. You know, they were looking at a a ginger quarterback. Um, they mm-hmm. posted on their social media, their QB one, uh, and they, our guy. Alan Robinson was preparing to play with him. Uh, oh, <laughs> another, another disappointing little. solution. Uh, but Ryan pace credit where credit is due. He made Kept a move his job and he got Justin Fields. I know you mm-hmm. are very high in Justin Fields. Love Justin. I, I think Justin him. Fields has potential to be great. Uh, and I yep. think he's going to, revitalize this franchise and if Aaron Rodgers is gone if Justin Fields can be what I think he is in a year or two the Bears could be leading the division uh, I mean Jared Goff is in Detroit a true yeah uh, I Kirk Cousins it. is with I'm the with Vikings it's mm-hmm. not that far-fetched to say Justin Fields could lead this Bears to the top of the NFC North absolutely I I strongly believe that and I know the Bears were rumored to 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 make a push for Russell Wilson, you know, and they were going to trade away some of their top defenders. I think this is a better move. Keeping your assets, getting Justin Fields. The biggest problem that people have with Justin Fields is he stays on his wide receiver one for too long. That, that, out of reading all the player analysis that, that all the analysts have, everyone's biggest problem with Justin Fields is, oh, he, he, Always looks he looks too long at the wide receiver one and just draws the safeties. Like if that's really your biggest problem, I'm not worried at all. That's something that that can be coached. Justin Fields to the Bears, although I would have liked a a different team, just because you know I'm a Vikings fan. I think that he has a a receiving core that will actually benefit him a lot. I mean, you put him on a team with Allen Robinson. Holy crap. That's, that's going to be a dangerous duo. Uh, Allen Robinson finally gets a good quarterback or 
you can look at it the opposite way where Justin Fields is going to be a bust because Allen Robinson is cursed and will never have a good quarterback to throw to him. So depends on which way you want to look at it uh, if you believe in that stuff. But Justin Fields is, like I said, he's he's the second best quarterback out of this draft class. And I think he's going to tear it up. I don't know if he's going to start week one, but he's the, the Bears are going to end the season with Justin Fields as a starter. Yeah, I, I will bet. Yeah. I will bet so much money on it. I mean, to me, it's fifty-fifty between Fields and Dalton on who's starting week one. So it, it just all depends on what happens in preseason. So love this move. Love this move. Allen Robinson right now has tremendous value. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say anything about the rest of their receivers, but that's what I got. Yeah, no, I dig it. I could not agree more. There's only one other quarterback I I care to talk about. Uh, Mac Jones Mm -hmm. to the New England Patriots. Uh, Everyone said, you know, it just makes too much sense. Uh, And it ended up working very well. Mac Jones is a... I'm I'm trying to think of a good way to be polite. He is a really good system quarterback who thrived Mm -hmm. in Alabama under a great head coach. And I think he will do pretty darn well in New England. I don't think he has upside. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, I'm going to say it this way. I don't think he will detract from the fantasy football options in New England. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he is a better thrower than Cam Newton. uh, And I think he's going to be able to run the Belichick system better than Cam. With that said, the Belichick Playbook is notorious for being difficult to learn. Cam Newton admitted as much last year. So I think they're going to let Cam run it this year and come back next year with Mac Jones as a starter. So I think he's fine. I think this is a really solid play. I think Mac Jones is going to be Derek Carr-ish. You know, not somebody you're excited to have on your roster, but every once in a while he delivers a good performance. Uh, and he should be just fine yeah. for the Patriots and their defensive first personality. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's the upside is is not as high as most players. Uh, I would say Jared Goff style is probably where I see him at uh, in the next couple of years. It's a smart move for the Patriots. They know they're not going to have Cam Newton for a long time, and they want to move on from what it seems like. So. Having Mac Jones sit on the bench for a year, just learning the playbook and, and just kind of working with the team is is going to benefit them a lot. So, yeah, it, it's Mac Jones is not going to be a a guy that I'm targeting in any fantasy draft, um, just because. Yeah, I, I see Cam Newton taking a step forward this season uh, on the Patriots, and I think that he, Cam Newton is going to do good enough to to make sure Mac Jones stays on the bench this year. So in the future, uh, I see Mac Jones as a high-end quarterback too, um, but nothing too much more. And now I know you said you don't want to, there's no other quarterbacks to talk about. I'll do a brief uh, summary of the other quarterbacks that I'm somewhat interested in. Um, There's really only two guys. And the, the first guy is Davis Mills. Uh, the quarterback out of Stanford, uh, he got drafted the Houston Texans. This is something to keep an eye on just because of the Sean Watson situation. We don't know what's going to happen. 
But if Deshaun Watson is not on the team, it's a quarterback competition between Terod Taylor and Ryan Finley and Davis Mills. And I think that Dave, Davis Mills is talented enough to, to win that competition, maybe not week one, but week three or four. I think that they, they would test him out. Someone to keep an eye on, um, just because I think that Davis Mills is talented enough to where if this quarterback class wasn't so stacked, he could he could have been a first rounder. There's there's mock drafts having the Buccaneers pick Davis Mills at 32 overall. So there there is a couple quarterbacks like that. Like Kellen Mund, I believe, would have been a close to a first rounder if the quarterback class wasn't so stacked this year. But um yeah, the last quarterback, Ian Book, went to the Saints out of Notre Dame. He's someone that He's a work in progress, but he is that dual threat guy. He's he's mobile, and he has really really good accuracy. He's he's very good vision. So he's going to be part of that quarterback competition uh, for the Saints. And he, the the fact that Sean Payton didn't straight up say Jameis Winston's going to be our quarterback, and he said that that Taysom Hill is going to compete for the starting quarterback job. That's not great. I think Ian Book is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. Uh, and if James Winston doesn't work out, we might be seeing Ian Book uh, take the field. So that's all I got for quarterbacks. Man. Yeah. I... Quarterbacks, just such a wide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's it's... just so many different directions. I, I mean, one Those that kind of jumps the... out to me is, uh, man, a couple of years ago, there's a prospect called Christian Hackenberg who was taken by the mm-hmm. Jets. And everybody was saying, oh, he could be the steal of the draft. He could be the yep. best quarterback. Man, it, it's hard. It's the toughest position to evaluate. So mm-hmm. good luck to all the little guys, uh, except yeah. for Kellen Mond. So <laughs> what? I hate not Kellen Mond for. Uh, oh, he's he's he said good luck because he's a Viking. So yes, exactly. Yeah. We'll see what uh, happens in two years. But next, let's tackle the running backs. No, we Let's don't do need it. to get too fancy with this. No, uh, there's there's a few. First running back, Najee Harris. Here we go. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, the most well-rounded running back in this draft yep. uh, and yep. went to a team that really needed it. Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. you know, they just moved on from James Conner and they've been looking for a dependable bell cow running back and they got it. You know, it was kind of a no-brainer. It just makes sense. I do want to mention fantasy related Pittsburgh Steelers had a really bad run blocking offense last season. Um, So, you know, that is a hurdle in who knows what Ben Roethlisberger is going to be this year. So I I don't want people to think Najee Harris, you know, could be uh, he could finish as the top as a top five running back. I'm not really expecting that from him this season. No, no way. It's not going to be like Clyde. Or like Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Clyde's a bad example. That. Well, Clyde still finished top 15, so he's not the worst example. But, like, he's not... I, I don't see Najee Harris as a top 15 running back. Yeah, I don't see him as a top, as a round one running back. Oh, I'll put it that uh, way. Yes, yes. Um, which is unique. Usually, you know, those rookie running backs are near the first round. But, you know, love Harris. Love the fit. Yep. I think the Steelers just need to improve their O-line and figure out their identity and offense. But love absolutely. the pick. I think Harris is absolutely 
uh, the top rookie running back, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's a great, great landing spot. And I can't imagine you feel any differently. No, I I don't. He fits the team perfectly. And you summed it up very well. They need to improve. They, they, they lost more linemen. So they lost Villanueva and they lost Pouncey. So yeah, Yeah, it's not great. Two big names that you need to replace, which they didn't at 124. They went Najee Harris instead, which I don't blame them because I don't think you're going to get Najee Harris in the second. He he wasn't going to fall there, but they averaged the fewest yards per carry last year. Pittsburgh Steelers did. And now they lose two more offensive linemen. It's very concerning. It's very concerning. As a as a Vikings fan, I know how bad uh, running backs can be with crappy offensive line. Like, that just ruins... Oh, that ruins everything. Yeah. I mean, it just... It, it, it really does. So, yeah. It, it's can, The offensive line concerns me, but Najee Harris is, is a great talent, and it's a really good fit. I mean, that's, that's the type of player that, that Pittsburgh has wanted, so... Yeah, it, it, I would say top 25 running back, if I had to guess right now. Oh, yeah, I, I'd say top 15. He will be top the workhorse, f- and that will be valuable in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, top 15 is um, it's pushing it to me. It's pushing it to me. There's yeah, too many well, that's valid. Too. That's valid. Can't blame you there. Uh, someone the who's guy. a lot more of a question mark and someone who's going to mm-hmm. be a lot more exciting, in my opinion, is Travis yep. Etienne. Uh, second running back taken in this draft, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Andrew, I listened to uh, the last podcast where you were talking about you just acquired James Robinson. Just did. And I had to think, you know, who traded you? Who was clever enough to get out of James Robinson before the draft? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. It was me. I traded you James Robinson for... Yes. Cam Akers. I mean, there was more involved. It wasn't a Brandon swap. Cooks. I gave you there's, Brandon there's Cooks Brandon and James Cooks. Robinson <laughs> yeah. for uh, Cam Akers. So in hindsight, yep. genius mm-hmm. move. Um, and, and really my concern was, you know, there's a really bad track record for undrafted free agent running backs uh, replicating success. So, you know, with zero draft capital, I wanted to hedge my bet and it turned out to be uh, the right move. You know, very yeah. quickly, the Jacksonville Jaguars put a first round pick into a running back. So, yeah, I I messed up. I didn't take into account that Urban Meyer's an idiot. <laughs> that's what I should have. That's, that's what I should have. I yeah. didn't I didn't think about that. I was telling Brendan before we started recording that I think Urban Meyer last year played fantasy football and got screwed over by James Robinson. Well, there you go. And now he goes. We don't need a defense. Defense, a bad defense helps out fantasy. It's true. And then he's like, you know what? I missed out on James Robinson last year. Screw you guys. I'm picking Etienne. Well, there, I mean, that would make sense. Um, That's what I believe. You know, talking about the practicality of this pick, you know, I I don't think Etienne is going to be the bell cow. I don't expect him to walk into the running back room and be the number one stud on day one. Um, You know, I was trying to think of some comparisons. Because Urban Meyer did comment, he sees ETN as the third down back. Just such um, a lie. Yeah, that's, such that, a that's lie. kind of dumb. No way. Um, but what I really can see is a more balanced timeshare. And that makes me think yep. of Alvin Kamara. Uh, ETN is a fantastic pass catcher. 
and he mm-hmm. is a really electric playmaker. Um, and he's he's not built to be a, a bell cow. So, you know, I think there's some comparisons there. And what's interesting about this for fantasy is the Jaguars have a terrible defense. Um, yes. So, yep. you know, I think there's going to be a lot of third down opportunities and a lot of pass catching opportunities. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is already a teammate. He, they were teammates in, in college. Mm-hmm. So there's a familiarity there. And Urban Meyer does have a track record of utilizing pass catching running backs. So I, I think people dismissed ETN as a potentially as a potential stud um, because they're like, oh, well, it's going to be a timeshare. Uh, but if he's in the Camara mold, you know, he doesn't need that many touches to be effective. The main difference is Kamara plays for the Saints and they have a lot yep. of red zone opportunities. ETN, that is not the case, nor do I expect it to yeah, be right away. Um, so mm-hmm. he could be a poor man's Kamara, which, you know, that's still a valuable role. So I think that's something back. worth considering. I am pretty excited for ETN. Uh, yeah. I think this is a good fit. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 running back anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, he's somebody that I think could surprise you. Uh, a couple weeks this year. There you go. All right. You're thinking back to the Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram days, which makes Mark Ingram, James Robinson. Uh, I don't think those scenario. two are similar. Uh, I'm more like the Kamara. No, yeah. Kamara at the end is a very good. Comparison. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it kills, kills for James Robinson, but he's yes. still going to be involved at least in the first few weeks. Uh, so, and then I think Etienne's going to slowly. Yeah take more of uh, snaps away from James Robinson. I know a lot of people out there are getting, I, I think everyone who's saying this are James Robinson owners and they just want to <laughs> believe it's true. Yeah. But a lot of them are like, Oh, it's, it's going to be a one, two combo. Like, like Nick Chubb and Kareem hunt. Nope. It's I mean, not, it could, but I don't think it, so. it could, it could, but I, if it's going to be anything, I could see it more as a, oh, I don't want to go that low. Because that, that's an insult to, <laughs> to Etienne. But I was going to say more of the Buccaneers running game. Oh. But that might be that wow. might be too low. That's too I mean. Think so. Yeah, that's too mean. So I guess I can't think of a, a good situation comparison. But it, what you're going to see is kind of what, what Cam Akers did over last year, where as the season progresses, you're going to see more and more involvement out of Etienne. And by the end of the year, Etienne's going to, have majority snaps he's gonna have majority yards and james robinson's just gonna sit he, he's gonna go from one a to a one b and then to just two and it's gonna it's gonna suck for robinson owners but I, I think this is a great fit for etienne uh lawrence has that that player that he can rely on and that was a big reason i think why the the jaguars picked etienne is the like they they just have that chemistry so yeah, it, it's a shame for Robinson. Hopefully he performs good enough in the first couple weeks to maybe, you know, you can get some trade value out of that, but it's not looking good. Etienne fits this team, and he's talented enough to be the main guy in Jacksonville. Yeah, it is all about timing. Uh, next mm-hmm. guy, speaking of timing, Javante Williams. Yes. A surprise pick by the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Year one. I am not expecting much. Melvin Gordon's still there for another year. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think, I think Williams is a really good player and I think he'll have, 
he'll have value some weeks, but I don't think he's going to be a good standalone option. But I am extremely excited for him next year once Melvin Gordon's 2022. Absolutely. So I'm yeah. Dynasty. I am very high on Williams. Just be prepared for kind of a stinker of a season this this year. Absolutely. Um, Yep. It's going to take a while, but man, if you are in a keeper league or a dynasty league, I think Williams, I, I might take him over ETN, honestly, if I'm Ooh, even thinking well, about it in a dynasty, but some, something to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, that's, that's a good move. I, I like that a lot. And like you said, Melvin Gordon, his contract ends after this year. Uh, you feel, I feel bad for the guy because he was like, Oh, I'm tired of being overlooked. And then they draft Javante Williams and you're like, Oh, that's unfortunate. But Melvin Gordon finished as the 14th best running back last season. I, I could still see a top 20 finish from Melvin Gordon uh, at the end of this year. So, But a- after that, if everything goes right, what the Broncos are hoping for is Javante Williams to take over in 2022. So dynasty, a lot of value this year, not so much. Yeah. Um, another interesting player, Trey Sermon, for, uh, mm-hmm. was drafted by the 49ers. He's somebody that I think people are sleeping on. Uh, keep in mind the running back room for the 49ers. It's not anything extraordinary. It's Raheem Mostert. I mean, is the current leader in the backfield. Yeah, it's he plays three games a season. Uh, yeah. And then they, they made a big move by signing free agent Wayne Gallman. And then you have Jermichael Hastie and Jeff Wilson. So it's there's nothing that exciting there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think Sermon has a real chance to be a a shocking um, breakout running back this year. Uh, mm. I, th- I think he's the one that could sneakily become a stud. So in redraft leagues, I would be targeting uh, Trey Sermon. I think he could be a difference maker. Um, yeah, and you can get him late too. You can get him way late. In a, yeah, in and I'll be curious as we get closer to the, the season, if that changes, especially with reports from camp, I'm sure we'll be glowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, at this point, you know, we're kind of just shooting darts. Um, you know, the only other player that I, that I really want to mention uh, is Michael Carter Michael uh, to Carter, the New York yeah. Jets in the fourth round. The Jets running backs are not great right now. This is a, a oh, huge they're, opportunity they're area. Uh, Michael Carter, you know, he shared a backfield with Javante Williams at UNC. Um, and he's a very good player in his own right. And I think the Jets, you know, they're not committed to anybody on their team right now. It's a new, uh, new uh, ownership, new coaching. They pick their guy, and there's really nobody he has to beat. So I think Michael Carter has a lot of value. And in redraft mm-hmm. leagues, once again, I think he's somebody I would be targeting. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Uh, he's I I think I like him better than Trey Sermon, and I think I like him better than Javante Williams. Whoa. Uh, this- this season, obviously, this season it's close between Carter and Williams on on Dynasty, but Carter is the RB one on this team already. He beats out Piran, he beats out Ty Johnson, and I think he beats out Tevin Coleman. I think Michael Carter is going to start the season as the running back one, and that has a ton of value. It doesn't matter what team you're on; if you are the running back one, you have value. So. He, he's a little undersized, but he is quick. He's really, really fast. 
And so red zone, uh, unfortunately, could go to maybe a Tevin Coleman. Um, but uh, Michael Carter is extremely quick. He's very explosive. He has a really high top-end speed. So uh, I, I think that he's going to be the RB1, uh, just not the you know red zone goal line back, third down back. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited for Michael Carter this season. And then cool. you said that was the last guy. That's the last person I and had any inkling of talent about. And yeah, there's yeah, Andrew, I think there's a couple you were probably left. thinking of. There's a couple. Uh, I think first of all, Chuba Hubbard has some value as a handcuff for uh, Christian McCaffrey, just because Mike Davis left last year in Carolina, and it's between Chuba Hubbard or Reggie Bonifant as the backup, and. So Chuba, Chuba Hubbard, someone to look at if you get Christian McCaffrey. Uh, and then we have the New England Patriots running back, drafted in, in the 15th pick in the fourth round, Ramondre Stevenson out of Oklahoma. This is a guy I really liked uh, coming into the draft. I actually predicted that he would go to a team like Miami and be the starter. Glad he didn't because I own Miles Gaskin. That doesn't matter. Ramondre Stevenson is the Sony Michelle placement. Uh, replacement, excuse me. Sony Michelle is going to be out of contract after this season, and there is rumors that they're looking to trade Sony Michelle uh, before this season even begins. It's going to be Damian Harris, and at the moment, Sony Michelle. But Ramondre Stevenson is a very talented running back. He's not going to get as many carries as these other rookies in his class, like Michael Carter, like Javante Williams. He's not going to get as much as Trey Sermon, but he's overall, he's a big guy, six foot, 230. So uh, it, on a team where you have James White and Damian Harris, these kind of small little guys, I could see Ramondre Stevenson being a goal line back just because of his bigger build. Um, not to mention he's a really good pass blocker, and that's what Bill Belichick really likes. So yeah, I, I think that he has some value there. Uh, it's a little bit more of a of a risk picking up Stevenson. It's kind of a shot in the dark, but I, I, out of all these other players, of out of all the late round running backs, Stevenson is probably my favorite. And then you get into the undrafted players that just recently signed. There's two of them that I like more than basically any other running back in the 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 fifth or sixth or seventh round. Two guys, Jarrett Patterson. For the Washington football team, he is going to be the J.D. McKissick replacement. And Antonio Gibson is not a workhorse back. So Jarrett Patterson, uh, I, I say he's going to be the J.D. McKissick replacement. J.D. McKissick is still going to be with the team next year. But you're going to see some involvement out of him. And then Javian Hawkins, uh, he got signed to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, the Atlanta Falcons has a terrible run game uh, like it's Mike Davis and Cordero Patterson. That's really it. That's, I mean, that's a terrible, absolutely terrible run game. So signing Javian Hawkins, very, very good move. And I can see him uh, being involved in this offense. So, yeah. Those are two All right. All right. I like it. What I like even more is talking about this next position. Yes. Wide receivers. This Let's is where it gets it. fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with, the first wide receiver taken, Jamar Chase yep. to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 
Uh, match shot. made in heaven. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bengals could have taken pretty much any other position other than quarterback so well. and make their team better. Uh, they yep. said YOLO and went with the best wide receiver in this draft. The unanimous uh-huh. wide receiver won. Um, man, I, it makes this team better. You know, they're they're doubling down. They're giving Joe Burrow more weapons. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of criticism saying they could have uh, upped his O-line first, but Chase is a difference maker. You know, he really can be elite. He has the opportunity to be elite. And if he comes into fruition, he could be very, very worthwhile. Uh, obviously, there's a collegiate connection between Burrow and Chase. Uh, they yeah. were, of course, the duo. The last time Chase played, he opted out of the 2020 season. Uh, and that's when he lit up the world was the 2019 season with Burrow. Mm-hmm. So there's that connection. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd are both really good receivers. Chase yes. is great. Uh, I love this. Bengals have a terrible defense. I think there's going to be a lot of Burrow to chase. Uh, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer. Uh, obviously, you know, in, in redraft, you know, rookie wide receivers, we've seen a lot of success, a lot of success recently, um, but it's it's obviously it, it's a tough transition. So I think Ch- Chase, you know, he's the one I would take first in a redraft league of all yeah, the wide receivers in this um, in Dynasty. You know, I think he has the highest upside as well. So yeah. Chase. First wide receiver taken for very good reason. I'm all in. No doubt. No doubt. There's not much to say about him. I mean, it's kind of like the Jaguars picking Trevor Lawrence. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's the best. He's the best in this draft class. If the Bengals want to go receiver, they're going to pick Jamar Chase. Now, uh, he had, in that 2019 season that you talked about, his teammate Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase had more yards and more touchdowns with less receptions than Justin Jefferson. He is crazy with production. Now, that's uh, I'm not saying that Chase is going to be as good as Justin Jefferson, but, you know, there's that upside. So it, it's going to be a scary offense, and I think this the, the Bengals are the only team that I can think of where I truly believe they, they can have three top 25 wide receivers, potentially three top 25 wide receivers in fantasy between Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. They are all very talented. Now, I, th- I think this affects Tyler Boyd a lot more than it affects T. Higgins, because I think Chase becomes the wide receiver too. So it kind of drops Tyler Boyd's value down a little bit. But, man, what a what a terrifying offense this is going to be. Yeah, yeah, a real chance to be dangerous here. Uh, second wide receiver taken was Jalen Waddle. Uh, by the Miami Dolphins, adding a legit speedster to help out Tua Tungvaloa. Uh, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed, Nailed it. that one. Nailed um, it. And this is a scary offense. You have Wolf Fuller. You have Waddle. Devontae Parker. Uh, Miles Gaskins is a little less Preston scary. Williams. But still good. Uh, and Preston Williams. So all of a sudden, and Mike Gusecki. So all of a sudden, the Dolphins have one of the better wide receiver cores in the NFL. Uh, and Tua really doesn't have an excuse anymore. Um, you know, it's going to be make or break for Tua. Dolphins are going to find out what they have. Uh, and, you know, Waddle, unfortunately, I don't think is necessarily the same level of talent as Chase. Um, I think Waddle is more of a makes the team better and then being an individual stud. But, you know, how do you 
what do you see? I it's funny I don't have him as my wide receiver two out of this draft class. I oh yeah, as, as I, I don't best. either. It's I I have him as the fourth best. Uh, yeah, valid. which we'll talk about that. But it, it, he's not going to have the best fantasy production uh, uh, on this team, just because you know week one you're going to have Fuller, Parker, and Williams all higher on the depth chart than Waddle. So he's got a lot of work to do. Um, but all the, all three of those players that I named off are some of the most injury prone receivers in the league. So there's, uh, and I don't, I'm not trying to wish an injury upon anyone, but there's a good chance that Waddle is going to move up in the depth chart because these, these players are, are you know, they're not going to last 17 games. Actually, Will Fuller suspended week one, so that, that should help. But <laughs> the, the, that's the thing is week one is the, the week where Jalen Waddle needs to prove himself, and that's what worries me a little bit. He's very talented, uh, but year one, season one for Jalen Waddle, I'm not as high on. I, I, see a, I, I could see a Henry Ruggs production where it's just Oof. he's that quick guy. Yeah. I know it, it is an oof. He's that oh, quick guy, but there's other receivers that I believe are going to outperform him, just like how other receivers like Nelson Aguilar outperformed Henry Ruggs last season. So with Tua as well as a, as a question mark, he, everyone predicts Tua to step up, but is he going to? Uh, there's a lot of question marks around Jalen Waddle. So yeah, I still like him. Uh, but I, I see this as a similar situation to how I feel about Zach Wilson. Still very talented, but there's a lot of question marks that I have, and I like other players a lot better. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I cannot disagree at all. Uh, the next wide receiver taken was Devontae Smith, who I think mm-hmm. is the second best receiver and a very yes. talented player. Uh, yes, I'm sad he, he ended up with the Eagles. That was the right pick for the Eagles. Um, yep. I'm uh, Jalen Hurts is a very good rushing quarterback. I have mm-hmm. yet to be convinced of his throwing acumen. Uh, so Devonte Smith, great receiver. What this team needs. I'm not as stoked on the potential upside of Smith, uh, but I think he's going to be a PPR legit wide receiver this season. Uh, rookie yeah. season. I think he could be a wide receiver three right off the bat uh, with a potential for wide receiver two. Yep. I agree with you there. The reason I like Devonta Smith is because I have Jalen Hurts in the Dynasty League. So if I can get that combo, that would be beautiful. Uh, probably not going to happen. But yeah, PPR, I think you summed that up perfectly. Uh, Devonta Smith, 35% of his snaps last season uh, were from the slot. Jalen Hurts not being a deep ball guy. Reuniting with his former teammate. Not to mention, that's really been the story of this draft, is reuniting with former quarterbacks. But reuniting with with Jalen Hurts, they already have that chemistry. Devonta Smith is going into a wide receiver room that is atrocious. He already is the wide receiver one for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, who's going who's gonna to be better, Travis Fulgham? No, no nope. way. No way Travis Fulgham is going to be better. Greg Ward, get out of here. Jalen Rigger is the only competition, but I think those two complement each other. What I was really worried about for the Eagles is them uh, drafting Jalen Waddle because Waddle and Rieger are basically the same player. Waddle's just a little bit better. So I think Smith on one side, 
Rager on the other. I think they're going to complement each other a lot. The only worry is kind of the same thing that I had about Tua. Is Jalen Hurts going to step it up? Jalen Hurts is being so overhyped right now, being projected to be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. I don't know. He's only played like three games, three and a half. So, yeah, it's you're helping him by getting him his former teammate and, you know, the Heisman winner, a, a very talented receiver. There's just some some more questions that I have. But because he is in the position where he is going to be the wide receiver one uh, for the beginning of the season, I think that his upside is higher than Jalen Waddles for the 2021 season. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And I, I have to admit, I agree. Uh, the fourth wide receiver taken, Kadarius, does Tony? Yeah. Tony, uh, taken yep. by the one, New York, the only, New York Giants. A uh, little disappointed. I think this takes away from, uh, unfortunately, Kenny Galladay a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it takes away from Evan Ingram. Um, you know, a good pick for the Giants. You know, Tony's a, a really good electric wide receiver. Um, you know, I think people yeah. like myself who were hoping Galladay was going to be a target monster uh, and just mm-hmm. really get opportunity after opportunity. I'm trying to decide if I'm bothered or if I'm excited. On one hand, Galladay is that that deep threat beast where, you know, having Tony on the other side might actually open things up uh, or it could take away targets that, you know, lead to a drop in production. So I'm split on this. Honestly, I can see it both ways. Mm-hmm. But I do know it gives Daniel Jones another weapon and no more excuses. There you go. That's that's again another story, just like Tua, just like Jalen Hurts. We're giving you weapons. You got to prove it here. Kadarius Tony was one of the uh, the receiver that I was super excited about uh, in this draft. I really was hoping he would go to Arizona, but that didn't end up happening. He went to the Giants, which, like you said, kind of worst case. Uh, you got Daniel Jones thrown to you. I am not confident about Daniel <laughs> Jones this season. I know he's got good receivers, but I don't think he really has the talent. Uh, yeah, so I, I think in terms of fantasy, Tony's really just going to be, he, he's, he should be rosterable just because I think he's the wide receiver too. He's better than John Ross. He's better than Sterling Shepard. And I, I think ultimately him lining up on the other side uh, of the field as Kenny Galladay is going to benefit Kenny Galladay a lot. Kind of drawing those those players, the defenders away from Galladay on certain occasions because Kadarius Tony has the ability to make some big plays, uh, especially because he's a he's a really good slot guy. So yeah, I I think he has a lot of value in a PPR league. Um, You'll start him a couple of weeks, but I don't see him as a a flex guy year one. Yeah, I think he's Not really. Jones. I think his rookie season for sure. He's going to be very, very hit or miss and tough to yeah. predict. Yep. But he's electric, and that's what makes him dangerous and also mm-hmm. most likely frustrating to to own. Uh, you'll always start him on the wrong week, uh, at least his yep. rookie season. Uh, next up is a player I'm very excited about. Very disappointed in his landing spot, Rashad Bateman. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver out of Minnesota went to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, filled a huge need the Ravens had. 
um, but unfortunately is now on the team that throws the ball literally the least in the NFL. Um, Rashad Bateman's a great player. He improves this team. Uh, Marquise Brown is not a wide receiver one. Uh, Bateman really does kind of fit that wide receiver one mold uh, much better than Brown ever did. So this should open things up for Brown as well. Uh, But Lamar just isn't a great thrower. You know, he can obviously still develop. He's still young, um, but that's obviously not his strong suit, a strong suit. So Bateman, you know, should get peppered with targets. But once again, I think he's a little limited on what he can do. This offense is going to continue to be run through their running backs. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and I think I think it's still very much a, a tight end heavy offense. So great to have another receiver, Bateman. Love him, but I think unfortunately this landing spot does not do him any favors. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's no one that I've been more excited for than Rashad Bateman in this draft. You know, I've, I've watched him for multiple years now, um, just because I, I always watch Minnesota Gophers. It's my home hometown team. And watching him is just is awesome. So I I want to really like where he's at, but I just can't. I do I really can't. They the Ravens were dead last in the league in passing offense. Uh they had the fewest receiving yards from uh in the wide receiver position last season. Their wide receiver one, Marquise Brown, had forty one other NFL receivers that had more receiving yards than him. And he was the team leader, by the way. Uh, yeah. in receiving yards for the Ravens. So, yeah, like you said, it, it's going to be, it's a run first team behind their, the RB1, which is funny enough, Lamar Jackson, and then their RB2 is J.K. Dobbins. But, uh, yeah, Bateman, hey, that's that's his big limit. Is his big, the big problem I have is just the offense that he's on. And that's kind of been the story of, of all of these wide receivers. There's a big problem that I have with each of their offenses, except for Jamar chase. And that's what makes him so, so high up there in a a completely different tier than any other receiver. But yeah, Bateman in an ideal world should be fine in PPR. uh, Just because I think he can, he can beat Marquise Brown, but, yeah, it, it, I don't think he's going to be a, a fantasy, a big fantasy option week. Yeah, this season, I guess I should say. I, I compare him to like, a, you know, like how Russell Gage did last season where yes. he had like two or three like huge games. That's what Bateman's going to have. And you're not going to start him in those games. And then you're going to pick him up and then you're going to start him and he's going to get you like two or three points and it's going to be upsetting. So in Dynasty, I'll still target Bateman. But in a redraft league, not really. Yeah, there's there's a lot of other receivers like that. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, I think he makes Lamar better, and I think that's probably going to yeah. be the biggest contribution he makes. It, it benefits the team. Season. Yeah, it's just not fantasy. Yeah, 100. Um, percent You know, the next receiver taken was Elijah Moore, went to the New York mm-hmm. Jets. I don't have a whole lot to say about him. Seems like a really good receiver. A uh, shout out yep. to Matt Harmon, who does reception perception. Uh, he ranks Elijah Moore as a really, really capable wide receiver. Uh, and Harmon has a great track record with identifying talent. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this Jets team. And I can see more overtaking Mims here soon uh, and yeah. quickly. Yep. And stepping into the wide receiver two role 
if mm-hmm. you know, I would not be surprised if he beats out Corey Davis sooner rather than later. Yeah, he's a uh, he's almost a Crowder replacement. Yeah, where he's the he's going to be that slot receiver. His yard after catch is ridiculous. Uh, I he's I would say he's probably the best yard after catch receiver in this draft class. He's so talented there. Super fast, little little undersized, but that's all right if you're a slot guy. Uh, it just, you know, it, it's it's the Jets' offense. It's do you want to take a risk on that team? I know that there's a lot of problems with the the Jets in the past. He's got a a decent quarterback, or should be a good quarterback in Zach Wilson. Just all about is it going to click? So Elijah Moore, keep an eye on him. I'd rather draft Moore over Bateman, um, but you know. He's he's in a separate tier from the Devonta Smiths, the Kadarius Tonys, the Jalen Waddles. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Uh, and Andrew, truly, that was the last receiver I felt the need to talk what? about. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa! Big problem there. You know, this is I'll, a long podcast. I, this is, is draft I'm, takeaways. This is broad strokes. Takeaways. I'm doing this. Uh, I'll do this real quick. I'll do this real quick. There's not really any. Big players I want to talk about except for this one guy, and that's Rondell Moore to the Arizona Cardinals. The other Moore. At 217, the Arizona Cardinals picked Rondell Moore. And Rondell Moore is better than Christian Kirk. He's he's better than Andy Isabella. And A.J. Green only has one year left on his contract. They took a big risk on A.J. Green. A.J. Green at currently is the wide receiver, too, for the Cardinals. If he underperforms like he did last year, Rondale Moore will surpass him as the wide receiver too. And you have Kyler Murray, who we know is a very talented quarterback. Throwing to Rondo Moore is going to be insane. Rondo Moore in the slot is going to be nasty this year. I like Moore over Elijah Moore. I like Rondo Moore over Bateman. I like him over Kadarius Toney. I think I like him better than Jalen Waddle this season because of the landing spot and the opportunity that he has. That's that's the big ones. Terrace Marshall to the Panthers, wide receiver three, that's pretty good. Nico Collins to the Houston Texans is a uh, huge upside, and Amon Ross St. Brown to the Detroit Lions has the opportunity to be the wide receiver one for that team. Other than that, no other big player, no other uh, wide receivers I need to go in-depth about. Yeah, not to say there won't be breakouts because I'm sure there yeah. will. Like yep. T. Higgins breakout. You know, there'll yeah. be some stud players, but uh, as far as the There's draft takeaways, not worth going too yeah. deep into it. And that exactly. brings us to the tight ends. And really, for me, it comes down to two players. 104, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle Pitts, Atlanta Kyle Falcons. Pitts. This is another one of those situations where the Falcons had a lot of needs. They said, YOLO. <laughs> Yep. And they went with a generational tight end in Kyle Pitts. Um, you know, it's a tough position to evaluate uh, at the NFL level. Uh, Pitts has all the tools, got the wingspan, yep. catchability, can box people out. He's, if I'd bet, I bet he's going to yep. be a beast. In Dynasty, yep. I think he is very, very worthwhile. He is that difference maker, especially at such a scarce position. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, it's kind of a crowded offense. You have Julio, Ridley, Pitts, uh, but Julio Jones is getting older. There's talks about a trade and a team that highlights Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts 
that's a very different target share than Julio Jones and Pitts. So I am in head over heels for Pitts long term. Year one, pretty apprehensive. I I will Mm. not be pushing for him aggressively year one, but I think he could very easily be the future for the tight end position. He's he's going to be super scary. Uh, He's my number one talent out of this draft class. Uh, A little bit more of a risk than Najee Harris or Jamar Chase, but I like him so much. I'm willing to take that, Uh, which is a bit of a hot take. But in terms of fantasy, I think that he's going to be I think. I sincerely believe he's going to be a top 10 tight end. Uh, he's going to be playing tight end. He's going to be playing receiver. He's going to be in the slot. He's going to be on the outside. He's going to be all over the place. And that's where he, that's what he did in Florida. He was all over the place on the field. So he's almost going to revolutionize a tight end game. Ooh. Uh, in, in terms of fantasy value to, let's say, Hayden Hurst, I don't think it's actually going to affect Hayden Hurst too much. I think Hayden Hurst drops out of the top 10 because he finished ninth last year and be more of a top 15, maybe streamable tight end. Uh, it, I, I can see both of those guys being involved in this offense. Uh, Arthur Smith, the new head coach, utilized a two tight end system in Tennessee. I think he can utilize uh, two better tight ends in this uh, system in Atlanta. So obviously Pitts is number one. Yeah, uh, by far. He is tier one and two. Uh, The next only other tight end I'm excited about is Pat Freermuth. Uh, Went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. If Pitts wasn't in the conversation, uh, Pat would be the number one tight end and people would feel pretty good about it. Yeah, he's really good in his own right. He could absolutely. I think he's going to be a strong contributor. Steelers love their tight ends. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's going to have a really solid career and I think he could pretty quickly become a streamable tight end. I like that. I like that. A lot. He's just going to beat out Eric Ebron. I'm going to go over these uh, last ones quick. Tommy Tremble to Carolina Panthers. That's someone to look at because his competition is Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas. <laughs> Not a lot of competition there. Uh, Brevin Jordan. For Houston, he's just got to beat out Jordan Akins, and I think that Brevin Jordan is talented enough to do that. Uh, and then you have, I would say, Trey McKitty. Uh, he went to the L.A. Chargers. Jared Cook is currently the tight end one for the L.A. Chargers at the moment. Uh, Jared Cook. Yeah, at some point he's going to fall off, and I think Trey McKitty is going to be his replacement. Might not be this season, but I think there's a good chance it could be next. So I like Trey McKitty. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Solid. That's all I got. That's yeah. all I got. I can tight go ends. in depth more, but that's probably for another episode. And tight ends take a while to develop as well. So yes. redraft, yep. not all that excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrew, you know, that, that kind of really wraps up our Boom. post-draft uh, recap here. Um, well, everybody, thank you so much for being a part of this post-draft process. We are so Absolutely. excited to have this concrete fantasy goodness going on. We look forward to bringing to you more of it as we get closer to the season. So stay tuned into Barely Athletic. We are excited to bring this 2021 season to life. Uh, once again, stay safe out there. Thank you so much for listening. If we can, please ask, spread the word, leave a review, leave a rating. It makes all the difference to us as we push to make your teams as good as possible. Thank you all again, and have a good rest of your day, night, drive, whatever you're doing. We'll catch you next time.